Hold on, they won? Hey now, boys and girls, children of all ages, what is going on? It's time for another Pucknologist takeover of After Dark here on Teal Town USA. Ah, it's your boys. AJ and Jerk here. How you doing, Jerk man? It's our fourth takeover in the last five weeks. No, sir, I don't like it. And and you know what? What's even better, in uh, in a couple a couple weeks, we're going to have two more takeovers. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. So, welcome back to the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, and commercial-free Sharks podcast that is the Pucknologist. This time around, we got four games to get into. We got the return of Joe Thornton. We got Tomas Hurdle signing an extension. We are literally hours away from the trade deadline. Although, based on what's happened like in the last three days, who knows if it's going to be that exciting. But it, it, it always is. It always is. Come on. Ah, we'll see. I'm going to be giving Twitter the horse eye. Don't think I'm not. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, and the Canucks game. But <laughs> remember to subscribe. Follow us on social media if you want to help support and make sure this podcast remains commercial free. You can always throw a little something in the Venmo tip jar at Teal Town USA. Or if you're watching us live, you can use the super chat option. Thank you so much. Let's get into it. And hey. If you catch the show late tonight on the YouTube, because you're like, oh, son of a bitch, I thought they were going to go at 7. Uh, if you're not watching this live, add your comments to uh, the, the little comment section below. And give the video a thumbs up if you would. We appreciate it. Okay, let's go. The Sharks won a game. Huge. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Huge if true. So... It is true, so they say. <laughs> so people are saying, many people. Many people are saying this. It's it's amazing. So look at this. With the uh the four games this week, they did go one, two, and one. But through sixty two games this season, Sharks hockey five hundred, twenty seven, twenty seven and eight, sixty two points. Seventh in the division, twelve points out of the division, ten points out of the wild card. It was nine in both last week. But look, they're uh what two? I just look. My predictions. I, I we're not great. Two and four. Good. I went two for four this week. <laughs> I, you're right, but you know what? Through sixty-two games, which is out there at, mm -hmm. I had them down for sixty-two points. And let me. Oh, look at that! They have sixty-two points. Amazing, dude. I'm on fire. Taco Cruiser. Well, that seems like an appropriate handle since uh, there was tacos today. How will the Sharks rebuild with all these long-term contracts? Their strategy does not make sense. Well, Jerk, you've been talking about this for three weeks now. Go ahead. Uh, the Sharks have missed the playoffs, and they're set up to miss the playoffs for the third uh, year in a row. And in that three-year stretch, they have made moves in order to accumulate more draft picks than are allotted to them by the NHL, whether it's acting as a broker, trading pending unrestricted free agents, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The Sharks are already rebuilding, by de like literally by definition. <laughs> you know, you say, oh, the Sharks need to accumulate picks. <laughs> Lucky for you, they have. <laughs> True that. I mean, you know, second and third for Brendan Dillon a couple years ago. You know, they get the fourth uh, for brokering – the 
Nick Foligno deal last year. They get, I believe, a fifth or a sixth, one of those, for brokering the Matthias Janmark deal last year. So they're doing things, you know. I mean, they're, they're no Seattle Kraken when it comes to picks. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Dude. the difference is, you know, Seattle needs to build their future. The Sharks already kind of have one. Yeah, no, but you, you uh, get what I'm getting at, dude. Oh, like, sure. like 30 picks in the next three. I mean, you somebody put the meme together that's got uh, – <laughs> Y'all got any more of them draft picks? Uh, that's right, baby. So, yeah. you know, usually we – wow. Uh, usually – we get into the entire week, but this is a takeover, so we start from with the Arizona game. There have been so many takeovers in the last month, I think they get it. Yeah. <laughs> At least they should. Uh, yeah, they're like, yes, we know. <laughs> We've been, been there, done that, got the shirt. Yeah. So, second meeting this season between the Desert Dogs, and I think that's probably the uh, final time we need to use that phrase, you think? Yeah, probably. I mean, dude, they brought out a bell for Pete's sakes. But anyway, uh, second meeting of the season between Arizona and San Jose. We all know what happened that James Reimer comes back. Uh, Leonard, how do you get scratched twice in a row after just getting called up? Anywho, uh, the the power play, uh, again, missing in action. It's gone again. Went 0 for 3. Uh, and then they allowed a goal on the power play to Arizona. I got to tell you right now, dude, I thought the uh, the strategy in this game after watching the first two periods was kind of like, okay, the game plan for both teams was clearly to bore the hell out of each other. Oh, dude, it's funny that you say that because so the first meeting with Arizona this year, it was the uh, oh. the, eight, the eight to seven. Uh, the you get a goal. Everybody gets show. a goal. Yeah, the Oprah game. I was So I was at that game, and it was the – I, as I said, the probably one of the dumbest games I've ever watched, ever been to in my life. And then I watch tonight's game, and I'm like, complete opposite of the last game, still dumb. Like, the Sharks should not be in a 1-1 chess match with this team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, my word. So, a couple things to note here. I mean, Gregor, Gregor had it, you know, nice, decent game, dude. I mean, he's got a no-look pass to Cogliano. goal. Yeah, he gets a goal. Game-winning high-value goal. How are you? <laughs> module. Mod- module modifier. Uh, there it is. I st- I know that Benino got credit. I I still that think that should have been Cogliano's. But... Yeah, I'm 50-50 on that. Yeah, Kessel would tie it after Magna forgot how to hockey. Fuck you. That there. was so bad. Dude. Like, make, I was just like, I'm just waiting right now. Like, Bugner's going to be like, so you're going to stay here while Shimmick comes with us to Alberta. Oh, God. Oof. I know. I was watching that. Because um, at first, I see, you know, you see Middleton, um, you know, kind of get tied up a little bit. I'm like, well, you know, okay, you know, Middleton's tied up. What, you know, what what can he do there? You know, maybe maybe his D partner bails him out. And then, you know, it's like cut to his D partner and he's just <laughs> standing there <laughs> staring at the at the boards. Like, okay, all right. Dude. We got it. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. Uh, we know Dolan get a puck to the face and leave immediately. No word on that as of now, but... Uh, if I had to bet money, he's probably fine. Yeah, I would say, you know, probably a sting or something. Maybe he uh, has to have one or two chicklets replaced or whatever, but I don't think it's uh, any reason why he doesn't I, make the trip to Alberta. I guarantee you what happened was 
he's in there and so, you know, whether he had to get a stitch or whether the tooth cracked and they had to pull the rest of it out, whatever happened, I guarantee you by the time he could have come back in, the Sharks were already winning and so it didn't matter. True that. And they finally snap a three-game losing streak, which is nice. Very nice. <laughs> very not meaningful, but very nice. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, people, pe- I'm sure we're going to see it in the chat. People will say, oh, this is the team you should beat. Why are you excited? And it's like, because they beat the team they should beat. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had lost? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Dude, we'd be here talking people down off the ledge, man. That's what I'm saying. You know, you there's nothing wrong with being excited. It's all good. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll take the win, but it, I, but I, I understand where that where that comes from. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, Krause would give Arizona the lead, and and I think everybody at that point was just kind of like, oh, here we go. Here we, you know, it was like five minutes left. Here we go. And then away we went. Two quickies from Meyer and Gregor to take it back, and then Balsers, your man's. <laughs> the the name we do not besmirch here. Hey, you know what? That's the that's the kind of guy that you want out there. Uh, you know, especially if you want tacos, evidently. Yeah, dwindling moments of the game, and uh, you know he's trusted. You know, trusted to keep it locked down, and but you know he still has good speed, good offensive instincts to um to be able to be in position for the empty netter to kind of seal it. I know, you know the um. Uh, for for module purposes, Balser's goal would be a low value goal, but you know who's to say if Arizona doesn't get that third goal, it, you know maybe changes things a little bit. Little Hard bit. to say. A little bit. Uh, did did Gregor get number one star? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was buzzing. I'll be totally honest with you. I think because uh, yeah, they got Reimer out there skating now, so uh, I mean nine twenty stopped twenty three to twenty five nine twenty so. He's throwing a puck into the crowd, so he clearly got a star. Uh, so, Gregor, if he's not number one, he's number two. And Lord knows for a while, it felt like he he, he probably felt like number two, if you understand what I mean. <laughs> but uh, good good on Gregor. Maybe it's finally coming around just as the E is about to go next to the Sharks' name in the standings. It comes together for Gregor, baby. Right. Uh, wonder if we'll uh, see some, I don't know, we, like Nieto was like, oh, you know what? Gregor's starting to buzz. Nieto, stay home. <laughs> just, just sit out this trip. We're, we're, we're going to be okay. Right. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, tickets sold on this 13-349. So it is slowly coming back. I, I, You know, that is when the number came out, that did cross my mind. I think I know that we all – we we all carved up Jonathan Becker pretty hard about his whole it's only COVID's fault for low attendance. It's all but, COVID's fault. Right, right, right. But since the uh, since the COVID mitigation mandates have softened at the tank, we have seen a rise in uh, in tickets sold. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Becker was right all along, but I think what he was trying to say had had more meaning than I think we originally gave credit for. Perhaps, but yeah. I also but I also think that it at least for me it came off a little bit where it's like he was blaming all attendance problems on that. Right, and that's that's why I am extremely hesitant to concede anything regarding that conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, to, oh, here's the other thing you got to take into account though for today. You know, first of all, it's a Sunday matinee. 
You don't Correct. see that very often. It was also Youth Hockey Day. There was a shit ton of kids in there today too. Nice. So that's see, I like that kind of stuff because it is we you know we say it all the time. It's for the kids. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's kids. I hockey. You know, the NHL, the sport. It's like eighty five percent for the kids and for the sponsors. So you know, if you're gonna grease one wheel, the sponsors, you got to grease mm-hmm. the other wheel. Well, I don't know if this is a move. Uh, to keep fans there as long as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's this is calculated or if this is like, oh shit, we forgot to do that. But sure. the Sharks waited until a minute thirty eight left in the game to call out the winning fifty fifty raffle numbers. Like usually that <laughs> shit is like done by like four minutes into the third. You know? Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> like when they went to that timeout. With one thirty-eight left, and all of a sudden, I hear Danny coming in hot with the, and now you're fifty-fifty, and I'm like, "There, whoa, wow!" Did they wait until the end of the? Could game? you, could you imagine if Danny is trying to announce that, like, as people are leaving? Because you know, because stuff, because you know, stuff happens, right? Like normally, normally they do that announcement like during the commercial break, right? But you yeah. think about it, like you had a lot of goals and a lot of stuff going on in rapid succession, so you know, I imagine the the production manager for, for the game was probably like, oh, man, like, are we going to be able to get this in here? <laughs> <laughs> or because of the first two periods of hockey, they were just asleep. That too. I mean, I, I certainly was. Yeah, that was – so either way, the, uh, the Sharks take a <laughs> oh, a nice 4-2 victory over Arizona. Of course, you're going to sit there and say, yes, the, these are the teams you beat, and guess what? They beat them. It is. It's, we're not the worst. Again, if the Sharks had lost to a team they should beat, like, how's everybody going to be feeling, right? Oh, talk them off the ledge. Exactly. All right, let's get into uh, the rest of this week. Look, it all started. <laughs> well, hold on. When did. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm sorry. So, look, what do we get from this week's game? We found it versus Florida. The Sharks can't hold the lead. At L.A., they come out flat, can't score. They get into penalty trouble versus Colorado. They come out flat yet again, can't score, and the power play blows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Arizona, aside from scoring or uh, versus Arizona, aside from scoring that opening goal, you know, played for <laughs> what, 45 minutes before they're like, oh, we can score again? We're allowed? Okay. <laughs> uh, boy. So – Beginning of the week versus Florida, it's a 3-2 overtime loss. Joe Thornton comes back to the tank, first time in nearly 19 years. Uh, Oddly enough, well, no, not oddly, because I think they did it with Reimer, perhaps with Pavelski, but they did the, you know, the the before the game video versus the one that they throw up during the TV timeout. Which I, I like, because I understand, like, you know, Oh yeah, okay. Like you know, Jumbo's our buddy. We love Jumbo, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. But it, I kind of like getting that out of the way during the pregame festivities because then mm-hmm. once you get to the game, it's all business. There's no fooling around. Like oh yeah, I know we're in a real tight battle, but you know we miss you, buddy. Like no, 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 no. Well, save it for the before or after the game. Well, I see. I like that they do the tribute video, which is essentially you know that's what. It, it is yeah, yeah. a tribute video that that's that's for guys like a Thornton, a Marlowe, a Pavelski. 
you know, there, there are other players that come back and it's kind of like, like if, when Brendan Dillon comes back and say, Hey, you had a, you wore a Jersey for a couple years for us. Good on you, dude. Here's your, here's your 30 second clip. All right. Yeah. They, I was going to say they they might throw up like a quick highlight package and then be like, Oh, welcome back, Brendan Dillon. And then that's it. Right. <laughs> Whereas, you know, these bigger players of stature, you know, they get, you know, a full three-minute video with the lights package. Oh, they do the, the whole, full the stroke, the cradling of the balls. They get the whole deal. My God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the full slob job. We get yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I did want to make a joke earlier, but I wanted you to have your moment as well, so I'll say it now. When you were going through the introduction, you were like, but you know, saying your thing, and you're like, we got a lot to, we got a lot to talk about. You know, we got to talk about Joe Thornton coming back, and immediately in my head, I'm like, we no, you got to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be mentioned. To no, be that's just me trying to be a dick. And uh, Chris, it seems like these Sunday takeovers becoming a thing. Yeah, tell me about it. Could, dude. could San Jose stop playing games on Sundays? Anywho. It's in the it's in the contract though. If uh, you know, if it, if it's less than seven days between Sharks games, we have to do a show. That's well, how it works. It's all good. Uh, one for five on the power play against Florida. Two for two on the PK. But they give up another fucking shorthanded goal. Second time in three games they've done that. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so the notes on that, uh, not EK's best game statistically on that. Uh, Couture would score on a pseudo five on three. Malosh. Are you kidding me? All of a sudden, he's the offensive firepower we're getting. Uh, Hurdle gets two assists. Uh, failed Couture clear leads. Uh, what's his name? Vetrano? Yep. Uh, and then the dude is the first star of the game and gets traded to the Rangers the next day. That's got to be a son of a bitch. <laughs> Which I think is, I you know. And ended not, it in OT, you know, off the yeah. faceoff. And not not that it matters for our perspective, but I thought it was just it was kind of peculiar because yeah he puts up the two goals right and 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 Vitrano's a good player and then so Florida to just be like yeah whatever we'll get what we can it, it was kind of a weird move but obviously you know we know why they did it but it was it was a weird sequence of events you know mm-hmm. way weird uh, tickets sold in that one okay this is this is the thing that I wanted to lay into the fans a little bit for. 12,276 sold, not used, just sold. Dude, Mm -hmm. dude, aside from Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton was this franchise for a decade and a half. And I get it that, you know, the Sharks suck. How do you not sell out the barn for a guy that changed the franchise? Like, to me, I was kind of, man, that's a bad look, dude. You know, I, okay, so... I remember having the mindset. This is a mindset I had a long time ago, right? Six, seven years ago, maybe, uh, where I was. I had this idea of like, ooh, you know, I think it would be cool to like, you know, anytime the Sharks are playing, you know, the, a team that has a player that used to play for them, like, I want to go to the game, see the tribute video, what, mm. if they do anything nice, if the player kind of shows up, you know, and, and has a little chip on his shoulder and, you know, maybe scores a winning goal. But then I thought about it more, and it's like, yeah, okay, what What do you, as a ticket holder, what is your reason for going to the game? The tribute video is online. Joe Thornton is, you can see him on your TV. Like, it's, not, it's and, and I don't want to, you know, make fun of anybody, but it's just like, 
you know, it, I, it, the way some folks were talking about getting to go to the game, it's as if like they were going to dinner with Thornton after the game. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, do whatever you want, but it was just very confusing to me. Well, and Lacey with a, uh, with a, with a solid point. It's, how do you not air the game on television for fans to actually see? That's the other thing I'm trying to make too is it, it you know, obviously it was, it was an ESPN plus game, you know, from, from the NHL's perspective, they probably looked at that and said, okay, I don't know that this is going to increase television numbers. And I think on some level they were right. I mean, it was a tribute video before the game even started. I don't know that. Well, it's just, you know, they can sit Grand there scheme, pimp. I don't know it's a big deal. I don't know it's that big of a deal. Well, they can pimp the shit out of it. You know, ESPN sure. can sit there and go, oh, you know, the first time. You yeah, know, I since. mean, that's fair. Yeah. So it gives them something to promote the crap out of, but yeah, whatever. Uh Oh, let's move on, shall we, please? There's so much more to talk about. Uh, Sharks at LA can't score; they suck. Next, I mean, more or less, it was a much it was a much different game. It, it was than a much all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, it was a much different Thursday night in LA game uh, than the one that I went to a week and a half before. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it seemed, I don't know. It just seemed like there was just zero jump at all, right? Like it, it, it felt like. It felt like the Sharks knew that they had a big game against the Avalanche the next day, and so they were kind of like, well, you know, let's just get through this one, get back home, and figure that out. And it's like, I think we've seen this year, especially you, you of all people can would say this, <laughs> you can't really sleep on the Kings this year. Hey, now, uh, I mean, barring all those ridiculous injuries, but, sure, you know, I, I still, I'm not understanding why Sachenko didn't get the start in this over Reimer, seeing as how they were yeah, going to no play. Idea. Colorado the next day like I was like really I read I read a conspiracy theory you don't read stop (laughs) I read a conspiracy theory that the reason why Sanchenko went against the avalanche is because when he inevitably gets lit up Bob wanted to have an excuse to be like hey see look he's not ready we got to send him down well see (laughs) and here's the thing that that really pissed me off in this game all right. At at one point, because the oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're that it it my blunder. It's it's in the Colorado game, uh, but I get what you're saying. Look, the storyline was look lazy, no energy, too many penalties. Uh, Meyer with one of the worst and un- unluckiest games I've ever seen him go. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And to top it all off, it was Jonathan Quick night. They had a big procession, big 700 hat. By the way, what a random fucking number to like do everything up for. Yeah, but, that doesn't really feel like um, – <laughs> uh, like, unless he's the franchise leader in games for a goalie, then I understand it. But it's such a weird kind of benchmark. Yeah. But either way, the, the whole to-do about Jonathan Quick, and they're like, uh, okay, great, you know, Quick, you've been so amazing for us all these years, blah, blah, blah. Stroke, 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 fondle, fondle, fondle. And Cal Peterson, your starting goaltender tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a dick move that is. <laughs> I will I, I will say this. I'm, you know, if you want to look for something positive in this game, I'm a big fan of um, – I'm a big fan of defensemen being physical uh, or, you know, having physicality, body checks, that sort of thing, as part of playing defense. And, you know, you look, Jake Middleton, Jacob Magna, three hits each, Nick Maloche, five hits. You know, I like seeing that. I know it means absolutely nothing because the Sharks lost and they were shut out three to zero. But it's still, I think, people are going to say whatever they want about the blue line. But I think when you're playing like that, I think it is 
an important element of the game. And so I agree with you. There wasn't a lot of energy and not a lot of jump, too many penalties, too much not happening, but at least, you know, as we say, you know, there were some people on this team who quote unquote had their guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just not enough. Yeah. Uh, we are going to get to some of the comments that, that are coming in from uh, the Arizona game that Puck Guy's throwing up for us, and that will happen in just a minute. <laughs> but we have to get through the Colorado game. 5-3 loss, second meeting of the season. They lost 6-2 to in Colorado back in November. Sachenko gets his third NHL start, gets absolutely shelled. Uh, and the Avs, of course, they come in. They hadn't played since Tuesday. Meanwhile, the Sharks had played at L.A. the night before. Uh, but, of course, Bugner's always going to tell you. Well, but it's not an excuse. Zero for five on the power play. Zero for five. And and for all that was talked about the two weeks prior to this week about how the power play was buzzing, right? And then mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it, it there, were, there was a lot of talk, oh, the, the Sharks power play is back on track, and, you know, it's awesome. They've been so good in the month of February. Dude, it was like they had three good games. No, but that's what I'm saying, and it's like now it's now it's back to where it's been for a majority of the season. It's like okay, all right, you know we're as you always say, it, the good play was a bug, not a feature. <laughs> you right? Uh, I mean, Couture would crash early. It paid off, but Colorado challenges for offside and wins. Uh, Nieto, for what whatever reason, I never got found an explanation, but he played like only one shift in the first, but then. Yeah, were... he got he got hurt somewhere along the way, but then he came back. Yeah, like with five minutes left, uh, you know, uh, it was whatever. Um, yeah, he played. Uh, yeah, only got eleven, just just over eleven minutes uh, of ice time when you know compared to you know Benino had fourteen, you know, and Benino's his his line mate. So you're right. Uh, let's see here. Helm would make it two one after Ek sixty five had a pretty bad turnover. Uh, Can I be honest with you right now? Mm-hmm. I forgot Darren Helm was in the NHL. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I saw that he scored, and I was like, "This guy is still here." <laughs> like, We're I was still doing this. I was so confused, you know, because he, yeah, he's just one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, Makar opens the second with a goal. Ek sixty five watches. This is not a good game for Ek. No, it's uh, been a tough week for him. I think. Yeah. Um, tough week for everybody. I really, when you really think about it. <laughs> except Hurdle. <laughs> yeah, evidently. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's drying his tears with his stacks and stacks of cash. Right. Uh, it's made four zero on a delayed penalty. Via tips of Vlasic shot. It's four one. Hooray for the fourth line. Rudy rushes the net, buries one. It's four two, and it, they tickled your ass with a feather. They pull Sauzy. EK scores through traffic. I was say, Carlson stuck it back at you. Yeah, uh, it's four three, and then they get the empty net. It's five three. It's over. I'm I'm picturing like the puck is on his stick, and like I'm picturing he winds he's as he's winding up, he's he's <laughs> he spots you up in the press box and <laughs> so winks and then fires it. it into the net. He's like, oh, you, you think I've been bad tonight? Watch this. <laughs> yeah, bang it, nerd. right in the net. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but this Dude, special teams again. Kale McCarr is so fucking good. 22 goals as a defenseman. Oh, man. Like, what, that's unreal. What a pull. What a fucking pull. Yeah. I it, I mean, <laughs> you know, the fact, the fact, I mean, I know he was taken fourth overall. So, like, okay, good player goes early in the draft, you know, big shock. But 
the uh, if fact, you do that, if you do that draft again today, he, number one easily. Yeah, like it's not even up for debate. Yeah, and 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 I'm I mean, I would love to find some draft notes from the time to corroborate this, but it's just it's crazy to me that he was passed on. Was he the top defenseman? Was he the first defenseman taken in that draft? No, dude, he was the second. Holy shit! Yeah, he um was. Oh my God. I know it was uh, Miro Heiskanen was oh number three the first yeah he was the first defenseman taken he went third um, and then Kale McCarr went fourth to the Avalanche and I mean you know hindsight's twenty twenty right but it, Heiskanen's not horrible by any stretch no he's he's good he's just he ain't no fucking Kale McCarr <laughs> yeah the team around him's not that great and, yeah. and I don't know. Oh, how how dare you, you besmirch the name of Pavelski? <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's get back to the LA or the Colorado game. It's another game. The Sharks can't manufacture offense from the guys that are paid to score. Uh, second intermission. Here's okay. Here's the thing that had me buzzing earlier: the fact that Curtis Brown said in the second intermission, "Well, you can't blame Sachenko for any of those four goals." Okay, so ipso facto, the guys in front of Sazi suck. Right, yeah. so, but we can't say that. You no. know, you, you can't blame Sachenko for those. Well, then who do we blame, Curtis? Yeah, who do you blame? It's <laughs> it, you don't want to be mean. You have to be nice. Oh man, right? I'm so fucking tired of Brown hey, and Hedekin. Jesus. So I want I wanted to go back to this. Stop uh, real f- with the fucking Pollyanna. So we're we're all on this this podcast. There's there's two things that we are about. We're about Truth. number. We're about numbers, <laughs> and we're about trends storylines something Mm. to chew on did you know that in the four games this week (laughs) in the four games this week rudolph's balsers combined for 40 seconds on the power play (laughs) unbelievable rudolph's balsers who also had two goals this week i might want to (laughs) add so it just came to my mind hashtag jam job bob yeah, I mean, dude, what do you have to lose at this point? <laughs> That's what I'm, all I'm saying. But uh, I forget I, I forget who the band is or whatever. There's some band that has a song called Give Me Some Truth. And, I, mm-hmm. and, and just every time I hear when they go to Curtis Brown, I'm like, oh, just give me some truth. Uh, well, that's a this. song. That's a song by. Uh, let's see. Is that, that a song by uh, John Lennon? Uh oh, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah, I think it is a Beatles thing. Shout out to Google. Hey now. So yeah, anyway, but the yeah, the whole thing about we can't say that the team we just don't blame Sadchenko for this. Okay, fine. Yeah, well, but then like you said, blame who? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once the cameras are off and no one can hear me, that's when I'll let you know. Uh, Hedy can could not stop talking about passes by EK sixty five. He has for the what do you call it his his you know the carving knives that he has for Merkley, dude. Yeah, does he his, just show up to the tank with like a, a bouquet of roses for EK sixty five every game? I mean, god damn, there's a lot of stroking of EK sixty five. It's by like a, it, well, and it's it's like we've talked about before. You know, it seems like he has been kind of the mouthpiece for for Bob a little bit. You know, whatever whatever Bob does or doesn't do or says or thinks or whatever, Hedekin's like, oh, yeah, it's a real shrewd move by the coach. And it's like, well, 
To, okay. It's, yeah, everybody <laughs> does the best things, and but uh, every I don't know how many times tonight, Hetty was Randy would say something, Hetty would be like, "Yeah, absolutely, Randy. Yeah, well, you're and right." I I thought it was very. I'll be totally honest with you. I watched the Arizona feed for the second period and part of the you. third period because <laughs> I, I couldn't hang. I, you know, when Arizona took the lead, I actually switched back to the Sharks feed because I was like, all right, I don't want to hear about how the Coyotes are going to win. And, but it was just so weird. And then, like, the, like, I under, like, all the Godfather references. Like, what, like, yeah, what, what the is, fuck like, are we what, talking about here? What is that? You know, <laughs> I don't get it, man. And, oh boy, had a, I thought, was it this week? Uh, he had another one of those uh, those Hedekin type moments where it was something about uh, uh, you know uh, this opportunity right here. He had the opportunity to put it in, but he wasn't able to seize on that opportunity. I'm like, oh my fucking god, buy a goddamn thesaurus, I beg of you. You have time <laughs> on flights to read. Do that. <laughs> do that. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> you should do that. Let's get back to the uh, the Arizona game. Since this is a takeover after dark, we do actually have to cover a little bit more. So, oh, putt guy adding in those comments. Bugner and Reimer. You know, with a guy like that already under contract, I would like to think he's pretty safe. And I think Reimer probably would agree with that. Huh. Well, okay. Strange things mean, have happened. I don't know. There's been some, you know, some talk about Reimer. Uh, potentially getting moved. No, but but here's the thing, and and if I he think if he doesn't if 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 his contract expires this year, I think he's already gone. Yeah, he, he already would have been traded. And here's the thing: I know people are going to say, "Oh my God, Reimer is so good this year," and he is. I mean, we were we were making All Star and Vesna mentions earlier in the season, but if if a team's going to pay up for Reimer, I think you take it because a goalie like Reimer, you know, obviously. It seems like Aiden Hill is, you know, the future in net, right? So why not just, you know, if you do get the opportunity to trade Reimer for a good package, you can go out in the in the summer during free agency period and you can sign another goalie who's exactly like Reimer. I've in the last week I've had this conversation so many times with so many different people. <laughs> why why I like if you're on an expiring contract and you're trying to bulk up for the playoff run, I understand that element of it. Sure. But like, and the one that comes to mind is uh, Travis Hamanick and Travis Dermott, both of whom were traded earlier today. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are teams paying draft picks for like replacement players that you can find as a free agent two weeks into the summer? Oh uh, no. And it's the same thing with Reimer. If a team wants to pay up, take it. And then you can just find his replacement for free in the summer. Well, that's a kind of okay. So it's we've gotten beyond the games. We're, we're sounds like we're going to start to get into our normal uh, back and forth. It's um, all good. We're just chatting. <laughs> but uh, I no, I hear you on that. I'm and I'm uh, thinking that's why the Middleton ask is considered high by a lot of people because they're saying, oh no, for Middleton we want at least a second in like uh, a prospect or something like that, and. Most people are saying, "Fuck out of here for that," right? Well, well, and that's the thing. The you know the operating procedure has been you know we're going to keep him unless we get blown away. Exactly, that was but, my but, point. It's like we're but, happy enough with this guy to keep him, but if you want to, you know, if you're going to allow us to take advantage and fleece you, then sure, take him. And that's the thing. You know, you don't have the opportunity to be blown away if you don't ask for something that would blow you away. Mm-hmm. 
I was talking like Hetty right there, saying the word blow away so many times. <laughs> I, I didn't want to point it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, Let's get into uh, stock up, stock down. Look, Hurdle, Chief got paid and acknowledged. <laughs> stock up, Hurdle's bank account. Yeah. Oh, dude. But Chief got paid, but also acknowledged reality. When, he, when they were doing the media session with him, where it's like, oh, congratulations on the deal and blah, blah, blah. He's talking to uh, the different media members, and at one point he says something along the lines of, "Well, you know, when you miss, uh, I think I think it, it it asked him about the potential of being traded and how worried he was, and his response was something along the lines of, "Well, you know, when you miss uh, the the playoffs for three straight years, you expect changes." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" But your captain just said a week ago we're a runaway. <laughs> they're, dude, they're close to being close. Exactly. So I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, John Leonard, I had you stock up. You got called up after uh, us calling you out last week. And now stock down. John Leonard, you got called up and you've been scratched the last two games. Hashtag jam job yeah. Bob. It's, the, the sucky thing is that, like, you know, we look at it and like you just said, you know, he got called up and he's already being scratched. But the thing is, at this point in the season, like he was called up and immediately put on the second line. You have to make an impact right away. Yeah. That said, I, you know, I subscribe to the philosophy that you need to you need to leave guys where they are and let them figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you kind of, you know, you need an immediate impact at the same time. It's a I don't know. You got to learn to balance both, I think. Exactly. I, I would let you know we we got you know coming up on the schedule, um, you know you got Calgary on Tuesday. That's a bit, you know, it's a bit more of a skilled team. I would like to see Leonard back in the lineup for that game personally, but we'll see. Well, it is what it is. Uh, stock down Hedekin because of all the things that I said earlier. Um, Did we Couture were a spot playoff spot you're four and 11 or like four and 12 since the break piss on somebody else's leg and tell them it's raining yeah Stop. i'm trying to i'm trying to like rack i would say i don't know that, that's the thing it was kind of a, a a brutal week for the sharks you know so it's hard to even you know i'm assuming that's why we kind of ripped through stock up so quickly but even then i'm trying to like rack my brain like okay does anybody what, gregor yeah i thought gregor's played with some jump yeah, you know, I thought. <clears throat> I mean, he got scratched a couple games, right? And and uh, Bugner kind of, you know, he told everybody what the message was. So mm-hmm. oh, you know, we need more from him. And blah 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 blah. Well, and then today, after uh, the game versus Arizona, Bugner comes out and says, "Gregor probably the best game he's played all season." Yeah, I mean, he got the game winning goal. Yeah. And but it's just, uh, yeah. but here, you know what the thing is that I that I like so much about that is that Bugner, when he didn't like Gregor's game, he scratched him. He he sent him a message. He he said things to him. It's, yeah, I don't like what I'm seeing here. Need to change some shit. Then he had a really good game, and he goes, "Hey, you're doing the right things. You have a re- great game, best one all year." It's the whole idea of Bob Bugner. If the coach was Curtis Brown, it would be like. Oh, you know, maybe you just need to uh, see somebody about how you, you have a more optimistic outlook about your game. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no. When they suck, call it out. When they do good, call it out. None of this, you know. 
our home was taken away in a tornado and, and thrown down three miles away. But Curtis Brown says it's in a better neighborhood now. <laughs> Fuck off with this. I like so obviously for me, stock up as well, Balsers. Uh, you look at you know obviously two goals this week, but I think even in the games where he wasn't scoring, I just I like what I'm seeing with him. He has jump to his game. He's getting in you know on the scoring chances. He doesn't. I know grand scheme of things, he's probably better suited on a third line for a really good team. But when he does play on that top six, I think he fits there well. Well, let's move into the module. No, no real changes, right? Anybody bouncing up? Let's see. Um, well, Noah Gregor with his goal today, fourth goal of the season, fourth high-value goal of the season. So he's scoring when it matters most. Um, I mean, there's not really a lot of action. You know, Timo Meyer. Well, we had one two, one game where nobody fucking scored, so. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's <laughs> it's been the same. You know, it's been the same as it's been all year. You've heard me say the top three is still the top three. Meyer, Hurdle, Couture. Lately, it's been, Meyer has been running away with it, and we've seen Hurdle and Couture kind of passing the baton back and forth to each other. Something. This is and another um, another situation where we're 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 so far in to the season that we're finally starting to see the full um, effect of it. The full effect of it. So. Hurdle has 24 goals. Logan Couture has 20 goals, so there's a four-goal difference there. But Hurdle's module score is only one point better. Hmm. And that kind of is an indication. You look, 14 of Couture's 20 goals are high value. None of them are low value. And Meyer's kind of gone silent over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's, you know... He's got 26 goals right now. I believe after the Martin Luther King game where he had five, I believe that brought him to 20 or 21. Yeah. So it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, you know, Balsers, I thought Balsers was really going to rock, rock it up the ranking here. But, you know, Benino and Carlson have both, you know, created more separation between them and Balsers. Balsers has two more goals than Burns, yet his module score is exactly the same. <laughs> Or, yeah, so. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> kind of the other side of the coin, if you will. Ah. So, look, uh, the big thing is this week, Tomash got his cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, it's essentially eight by eight. Three years, first three years, no move. Then five years, limited, no trade, no move. Uh, or I'm sorry, no move clause is years one through three, full no trade, one four, uh, is four through six, and then limited no trade. Wait a minute, am I reading this fucking incorrectly? Yeah, so the first so the first three <laughs> you, the you first, say it. <laughs> the first the first three years are a full no move clause. And then years uh four, five, and six, he submits a, a list of three teams he can be traded to, which is similar to the Brent Burns um trade protection. But what I like here, and I think this will turn your crank a little bit, years seven and eight, when when theoretically the deal is going to be at its absolute worst, according to the to the to the to the everybody Reddit supporters out there, <laughs> um, you know, it's a fifteen team trade list. You know, half the league he can be traded to without permission in year seven and eight, which I think is, you know, I I think I don't have any problem with that, and I hope. 
that if he's going to continue to do these eight by eight deals, that that is part of it. I have no problem with an eight by eight deal as long as the player is worth eight by eight. Yeah, but I still want there needs to be that out. You know that it it can't be full no move the entire length of the deal. Like the, you got to give the team a little something something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, that's uh, we'll just go to our little tweet of the week now since we're talking about it. And just because I found I found it humorous, <laughs> Clark Webster saying we're going to keep giving out eight year contracts to aging players until it works. <laughs> I got I got a kick out of that. I mean, but you've said you've said it yourself. Twenty eight is the age that you sign a player long term. Uh, that's the absolute. Uh, yeah, that's the the deadline for that for signing. I mean, that I'm deal. just saying if twenty like if twenty eight is aging. Oh, I know. But, then yeah. what the hell are you? And but I? but hurdles <laughs> knees. <laughs> we talked about that off air. I don't think it needs to be brought on air because it's just so stupid. Oh. And even oh, I who um. Oh, man, I don't remember who said it. I can't remember if it was Corey or if it was Shang, but one of them kind of peed all over that argument. It was like, like this is the injury history. Notice how none of them have been, you know, the most recent one was two years ago. Yeah. And even then, that was the first one in, like, four years yeah. from that point. Like, it's, it's, it's a non-issue. So, look, everybody's – you had a flood of <laughs> – That's like – real quick, that's like, okay – and I'm gonna ask you a personal question. I'm sure. Have you ever been? Have you ever been in a car accident? Yes. And how many years ago was that? Uh, around 25 years ago. Okay. And and I've ridden with you in the car before. If I get mm -hmm. in the car with you today oh. in 2022. Okay. And by the way, I wasn't driving. But go ahead. Point being. Point being, if I get in the car with you in 2022 and I say, oh, man, I'm a little nervous. AJ had a car accident 20 years ago. Like, you're going to think I sound like a moron. <laughs> I'm telling you. And it's the same thing like this. And, you know, I understand he's had he's had more knee injuries than the average late 20s person. I will absolutely concede that point. But time and time again, he's shown that they're not a factor. And, and, and Ian Reid mentioned it on you know the show where they announced they kind of mentioned the hurdle signing was he's he's played almost 600 NHL games like i think at this point the the litmus test is is well been confirmed yeah so everybody talked about uh should the sharks have traded him or kept him what 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 say you i'm running a poll right now and do, uh do you um Okay, so is, is this just straight up yes or no, or do I get to explain myself? Well, you get to explain yourself, but I'm gonna let me mention the poll first. Sure. As uh, I just asked the question, should the Sharks have traded Hurdle? Yes, no, depends on the return. So, and I think you know that. Look, that's probably going to be everybody's answer because look, <laughs> right? Only because it's like, well, wait, is somebody you know some idiot going to give us uh, Connor McDavid and you know. <laughs> whatever for <laughs> you know does Colorado say yeah we'll give you Kale McCarr for that <laughs> I mean so yeah of course it depends on the return is it going to be some ridiculous uh, just <laughs> assortment of picks like what a bushel basket if you will yeah uh, but for what was given for EK65 right Mm -hmm. Sharks gave up a lot for that. Is there something that has 
what what uh, Claude Giroux got? Would that be commiserate? Honestly, here's the so the thing about Claude Giroux, only because you mentioned him, I believe for what um, what Florida had to give up to get him, I think they gave up below what Giroux's market value is. Reason being, you know. Giroux kind of painted the Flyers into a corner. He's, he basically told them, trade me to Florida or don't trade me at all. So what is Philadelphia supposed to do, yeah. right? Whereas at the hurdle situation, and again, nobody knows anything unless you're there, right? But all indications are that, you know, if hurdle was going to be traded, it was kind of open-ended. Yeah. Well, and I'm... so when it is open-ended like that, from the Sharks' perspective, there is – a certain luxury in trying to drive up the asking price. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just, I can understand why the, the fan base is like another fucking eight year deal. Right. I can, I can understand that. But then it was like, well, who, who was going to replace hurdle? Who's going to be your number one center? Dude, they're going to bring Tierney back. Didn't you hear? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing. And we, <clears throat> You and I, you and I have said this all year. If the Sharks are able to re-sign Hurdle, it means they have a plan. And I think kind <laughs> We're of not how, saying that, that that plan is worth a shit. We're just saying that there at least is one. <laughs> right. And 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 we talked about it before. We, you know, I think I said it a couple weeks ago where, you know, say the Sharks get Hurdle signed, they need to and, and and I don't fault them for trying because you have to try things. But this this idea, this mindset that they've had the last three years of, well, we're going to see what the guys we have in the system can do. They've tried it. I respect them for it. It has not worked. Mm-hmm. You get Hurdle signed. Hurdle is put pen to paper, says, I want to be here for eight years. To me, that is the ultimate indication that it's it's go time. I think, you know, Ian and Puckeye and Landy, they mentioned it earlier in the week. The blue line needs to be addressed, whether that's trading Brent Burns, whether that's buying out Mark Edward Vlasic. You got to do one or the other. Okay, so that brings me to my next point. The Sharks are going to be paying about 47 mil next year for LeBanc, Carlson, Vlasic, Burns, Hurdle, and Couture. Okay. That's 57, almost 60% of your cap for six players, not to mention still paying Jones's buyout, which is an extra two mil. Sure. You still need deals for Meyer and Ferraro eventually. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, uh, we still have to save, what, like 750000 on the side for uh, Patrick Marlowe. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean, dude, that's an awful lot for six players, bro. And I'm, you know, I The cap is going to go up a million dollars next year, uh, worth mentioning. Okay, but I'm of the, uh, I know we, we've kind of dove, kind of, well, I don't know. We beat it around the bush a little bit, but I'm one of those people that says, you know what? I make Vlasic the highest paid seventh defenseman next year. I don't think yeah. you buy him out this year. I think you write it one more year because that penalty is going to be so goddamn severe. Well, and it's like you said earlier with Noah Gregor, send a message. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of a sudden, if you're getting scratched, if you're the highest paid seventh defenseman in the league, perhaps uh, you start saying, you know, I think I'd kind of like to go to a team that will actually play me. And all of a sudden, that no move clause just like, <laughs> here's the sheet. 
and of all the teams I'm willing to go to, and it basically has like Arizona and I don't know Buffalo scratched out. Every, <laughs> <laughs> everything else is like, yeah, send me. I don't care. Sure. I just so they they mentioned they did on um uh on thirty two thoughts you know this week they did kind of a like a sort of rapid fire trade deadline preview for for every team they did maybe 90 to 100 seconds on each team Mm -hmm. and you know the only thing of note for the sharks was they want to re-sign barabanov okay well we already know that but they also said elliot friedman said i wonder if vlasic might be a buyout candidate over the summer and the reason why that stands out to me is because if somebody like elliot friedman and he's just theorizing just wondering out loud Mm mm-hmm if somebody like Elliot Friedman is wondering that, to me that means it's come up in conversation somewhere. I'll give you that. Even if it's just a random thought that has nothing behind it, to me that means it's come up somehow. And so, you know, I, I, I'm kind of – I said earlier trade Burns or buy out Vlasic. You have to do one. Personally, I would do both. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, I think – I know there's a lot of – salary cap sort of gymnastics that's going to have to be done uh, over the summer here. But again, like I said, with getting hurdle signed that there's a plan there. Like it's not a situation where it's like, okay, well you're signed and we're just going to jam in a bunch of ELC guys. Like there has to be a plan to move some money out. I think the, the, the brass has, has decided, you know, playing, you know, uh, graduating our guys, from the prospect pool to the NHL, it's not worked as much as they wish, as they'd wish. It's time to be serious, and you know, I don't. I'm not going to say that they're going to make a couple signings and then go to the Cup final like they did six years ago, but I think it's time to just say, you know what, we got Hurdle signed, and we're very fortunate because he's our best player. We cannot squash this. Well, here's my thing. You've you've signed Hurdle. Yes. Great, love it, fine. But like you're saying, that means that there's a plan. There had better be playoffs, playoffs. Com- coming next season. You'd hope. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is that, <clears throat> you know, it's this whole, we're ready to go now. You know, like we, we're not rebuilding. You know, that's their whole thing. We're not going to rebuild. Okay, great. Love it. We're going to sign the, the team's f- favorite player, the, the fan favorite. Eight years. Okay, great. Love it. So that's a solid player. It's somebody you'd like on your team. So now what happens if you all miss the playoffs again next season? Because that's when people are going to come back again and say, well, look what happened. You know, you signed this guy, you signed this guy, but you signed Hurdle because it's the whole thing of like, we're not going to rebuild. Well, look, you still miss the goddamn playoffs. So everybody's going to sit there. All the armchair GMs are going to go, you should have gotten rid of him for a King's ransom. Right. And just he'll Wilson. If the, if this team misses the playoffs next season, I'm t- I'm, I'm predicting right now, Wilson will get run out of town by the fan base. Yeah. I mean, there's no way, there's no way he wouldn't just because, you know, three consecutive years is already going to be the record for, you know, missing the playoffs for the Sharks. Imagine they miss the playoffs a fourth year in a row. Yeah. Somebody new is going to come in and they're going to like, they don't care because that's the thing. And, and you have to understand it too, um, is 
because Doug Wilson has been here so long, he there the the players who have been here for a while have built up a considerable amount of equity. And that's not to say that's not to say that they're untradeable, but there's a lot of equity there. And if say you miss the playoffs this year, you miss the playoffs next year, which is four years in a row, Doug Wilson gets hired and and you know Mr. Outside Hire becomes the GM. Mr. Outside Hire is not going to give a shit that Brent Burns has been there for 12 years. Exactly. Yeah, there's going to be none of that uh <clears throat> well I got to take care of my guys. Let's, you know, let's let's keep all these guys beyond their best best by date. Right. Ugh. Drives me crazy. So what what do you think happens between now and tomorrow at noon Pacific when the trade dine trade deadline happens what do you think happens for the sharks do you think uh we see another like facilitation of of a deal for for picks i'll tell you this if we don't i'm gonna be a little pressed because the sharks have a ridiculous amount of salary cap space you know they've got you know tomorrow they're gonna have they're gonna have 27 million dollars in prorated cap space you know you like in a team and dude, let's we've, make a deal. Well, and we've talked about it all year, dude. Half the team is in LTIR. Like, if you're not stepping up to be a broker, you're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, San Jose is going to step in and do that. Buffalo, word on the street is Buffalo is going to step in and do that. Same thing with the Kraken. And that's the smart play. Like, if you're going nowhere this year, what does it matter, dude? I. <laughs> The Kraken are collecting draft picks like they're fucking Pokemon cards, dude. <laughs> dude. Well, and, and, and picks, that, bro. That creates another question, right? So the Kraken got a second, a third, and a seventh for Kelly Yarncroke. Now Kelly Yarncroke, good player. Did you did you see uh Pierre right now? No, I did not, but I'm going to look. Nashville Predators have acquired Jeremy Lazon from the Seattle Kraken. Oh, man. Do we play Nashville again this year? I need to <laughs> I need to know if Randy Hahn's going to continue to say his name wrong. Uh, Yes, uh, April 14th. So look Beautiful. forward to that. Dude, mark it on the freaking calendar. You know, he set the, he, you know, the first game against the Kraken, it was, it was I want to say five different pronunciations. Did I just say, say it correctly? Say it again. Lazon. I, I mean Lozon, Jeremy Lozon, but oh know, Lozon, okay. It's cl- It's you're not saying lasagna, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're close. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. It's, <clears throat> anyway, back to what do you think the Sharks uh, are, are going to? You know, or just those moves that we see where you facilitate. Uh, you, you're getting something. You're not sitting around with your, you know, <laughs> with your pen up your ass, going, eh, you know what? We signed Hurdle. What you know? Retire that pen. Let's go hit the links. Yeah, right. I'm, you know, going back to this Jeremy Lozon thing, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious to see, depending on what Seattle acquires for Jeremy Lozon, I think. If it's another pick, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Just based well, it, on the fact that we were is, literally. It probably is another pick. Okay, just the fact that we were literally talking about that right when that came down. <laughs> the amount of picks they have is insane. But you know what? I'm wondering. I really think what Lozon goes for, I think, is going to be pretty comparable for what, you know, uh, what Jacob Middleton would fetch. Sorry, Jake Middleton would fetch if he is traded. You know, maybe whatever Lozon goes for, maybe bump it up around. Mm-hmm. And I think, th- and I think that's a realistic Middleton expectation. 
All right. Uh, so for the Pacific, I mean, so so we. <laughs> if it comes down, Wait, to real, so- sorry, I'm sorry. I had I had one more point. I'm so sorry. Sure. Seattle got a, as we talked about a second, a third, and a seventh for Cali Yarncroke. Good player. Not as good as Barabanov, in my opinion. Kind of makes I you would wonder. Agree with you. The, the hamster on the wheel starts spinning a little bit, and you wonder. Hmm. You sort of do the evil villain like finger tapping or the, together, the, like the 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 stroking of the beard. No, hmm. either that or you know you 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 put your fingers together and you kind of tap them, kind of no. like a pyramid, and you're just like, hmm. no, no, both hands, both hands. Like, oh, the hmm. yes, exactly hmm. that. You're just like, hmm. I wonder what this could get for me. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, even if it does come after the trade deadline, I do ultimately think Barabanov is going to resign. So. Well, unless it, same thing as Middleton, unless the Sharks get absolutely blown away. Yeah, and it should be noted. I don't know if you mentioned it or not that Yarncroc did get fifty percent of his salary eaten. Yeah, I'm. Jeez, <clears throat> so excited at these draft pick returns. Um, <laughs> no, but dude, I mean, you got a second, a third, and a seventh, and fifty yeah, percent salary. Dude, Calgary going for it, man. Yeah, well, Calgary is all in this year, and I think it's, you know, Edmonton, not what we thought they were going to be. Vegas, not what I, we thought they were going to be. Hold hold, hold the phone. Edmonton is, is on the come up quick. Yeah, but you know what? The, <laughs> Things are going always... so well there right now. There's talk of giving Kane an extend, a multi-year extension. I'm like, why would anybody ever give this guy a deal longer than a year at this point? Not our problem. Yeah. Uh, Okay. No, I think, you know, we predicted the Pacific Division to be Edmonton Vegas one two. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what it is. I give Calgary Calgary, by the way, I was sleeping on Calgary like you would not believe. I Calgary is going they're going on <laughs> all in. Calgary got to Foley. Calgary got Cali Yarncroke. They are not done. I'm telling I don't know who they're going after. <laughs> but Calgary, I'm telling you, Calgary's not done. Maybe Maybe Calgary goes after Jake Middleton. Dude, and they only have five regulation losses at the Saddle Dome. Yeah. I mean, whoa. I think you know, you this is this is what I said, you know, I said in Discord, the Sharks are historically a deadline day trader. They don't really get into any of the pre-deadline activity, Nyquist being the obvious exception. And it's for reasons like this because Calla Yarncroak goes what he goes for. Joe Will can turn around and Who? he can say, Joe Will. <laughs> Joe Will can turn around and say, hey, my guy is the better player. So, mm-hmm. you know, monkey see, monkey do. No, I like the the setting that precedent. And and by the way, for for you give for you guys getting that horse eye in, Buffalo is up one nothing. <laughs> On the Canucks. Oh man. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, so yeah, uh, I just I don't understand why anybody would sign Kane to anything longer than one year, just year by year. That's it. That's that's best. You that it's somebody put that meme together. The guys in the pawn shop, like the best I can do, oh. year 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 by year. What? Hey, here we. Uh, so, I, if you don't follow Kevin Weeks on Twitter, you should because he's taking it a step further. Anytime he tweets out a trade, he's filming a little selfie video and throwing it out there. Yeah, I uh, caught it. The real interesting background with the green things <laughs> yeah real weird um you know scott scott wedgwood um 
to from Coyotes. So, you know, sat on the bench tonight in San Jose and then gets traded. Scott Wedgwood to Dallas for a fourth round pick next year. And so, again, same thing. Scott Wedgwood is going for a fourth. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder about James Reimer. I, I brought it up. I was Scott, Wedge, Scott, Wedge, Scott Wedgwood, who is a pending UFA, and looking at the stats really quick, decent save percentage. He allows a lot of goals, but that's being on Arizona. Reimer's the better goalie. He's got another year under contract. So you know at the absolute worst-case scenario, you can get a fourth for Reimer if you put him out there. But based on the stats, you know, you would get more just based on that. So, you know, like I said— you sort of survey the situation. You let things percolate a little bit, and you know, you sort of you have other teams set the market for you because I I'm I'm envisioning right as a GM, so you you put a make a player available, and the team says, well, what do you want for him? And I picture that being a really tough thing to answer because if you under uh, if you under ask, then it's like okay, sure, dummy, thank you. <laughs> And if you over ask, they might think they might say, oh, you're ridiculous. Hang up. Yeah. And so it's kind of a big 4D chess play to basically let other GMs set the price for you. I'm just the thing that I think is so fun, though, is that you hear Florida people, uh, you know, some people going, wow, Florida's really going for it, aren't they? You look at Calgary, man, Calgary, dude, got to be all in on this. There's some people that are even talking about like L.A., whew, like, can they overcome? I mean, they traded for Troy Stetcher today. Yes, but it, it, everything was, can they overcome their injuries? I was worried that, I mean, you mentioned it. Like, how does L.A. not call San Jose and be like, hey, remember that Middleton guy that we drafted? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, th- things are starting to turn around. You know, they, they got a- L.A., they got Alexander Edler back, which is mm-hmm. obviously big for them, but they just moved – you know, I believe they moved uh, they moved Matt Roy to injured reserve, or maybe they slid, slid him over to long term injured reserve. But they moved, they did some kind of shuffling uh, of their deck chairs today. But I I look at it and and you know it sounds like Drew Doughty is going to be out longer than they anticipated. So now it's like, right? I I still think and you know you've you you kind of said from the top you know you said that there's been a lot of activity in the last 3 days you know are we going to see anything tomorrow and i think a prime answer to that would be pointing at the LA Kings like the LA Kings i don't know what they're going to do but they're going to do something well and i'm i'm a little surprised to see Dallas making moves i'm not dude they're one point behind Vegas with four games in hand why wouldn't they mm Okay, I would if I'm valid Dallas, Jesus Dallas. If I'm Dallas, I'm I'm trading for guys who either aren't going to cost a lot, or if they do cost a lot, you try to resign them, or you trade for guys who have term. I would try and I would try and pull the hat right off of Vegas's head. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Well, why not? Why not? What do you have to lose? Yeah, no. I, oh, and how great would that be? It's like, how many times is Pavelski going to fuck that franchise? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, people, you know, people have been linking, people have been linking Jacob Chikrin to L.A. from the beginning. Obviously, he is injured right now. And, you know, Kevin has pointed out, Kevin Lacey has pointed out multiple times over, Chikrin feels like a draft move. But, you know, the option is still on the table. But you're looking, you know, 
they there are plenty of I mean, John Klingberg is kind of the sleeping giant. I mean, it looks like Dallas is going to keep him, but yeah. maybe something changes. You know, maybe again, it all. I feel like it all kind of depends on, okay, if you trade for this guy, can you get him to an extension? Like, you look at Hampus Lindholm. He was a Boston Bruin for 12 hours, and he signed for eight years. (laughs) I love those. Um, Getting back to Edmonton, though, dude. Yeah. uh, They're only two points behind L.A. for second, and they have two games in hand. They're on a Mm five-game winning streak, dude. Like, I'm yeah, but you. it's all it's also Ed it's also Edmonton. I mean, you know, the bottom always comes out for them. Until they get a goalie, the bottom is always gonna come out for them. All right. We'll take that. I, I just wanna see if if that's what it takes to keep uh Vegas to miss the playoffs, I'll, I will take it. Yeah. I, I, sure. I feel like Vancouver's really pissing away their opportunities. Yeah, I mean they were <sighs> right there in the hunt and it's it's slipping away, and you know, they um such a weird thing they they traded they traded Travis Hamanick for a draft pick and you're making like man you got a draft pick for Travis Hamanick like shrewd business move there and then they turn around and they flip that draft pick for Travis Dermott it's like no like go back the other way like you, you had it right the first time so you know they're already kind of moving things around I see you similar to like you think about what Vancouver, or I'm sorry, what San Jose did last year, specifically with Barabanov. Yes, they traded for somebody who was going to be a free agent, but they got him resigned. So it was a quote unquote long term move, right? Mm-hmm. I see Vancouver doing the same thing. Maybe they trade Connor Garland, maybe they trade Brock Besser, but I don't think it's a total strip down. I think it's kind of like a shuffling of the deck a little bit. So and bringing in Travis Dermott kind of confirms that for me. All right, so what happens? What do you think happens with Vegas? I thought I just saw that they're basically uh, Breeze. What's his name? Breezeois? Uh No, um, uh, Kelly McCrimmon. No, no, no. The the goaltender. Oh, oh, uh, Larry Brissois. Brissois. Okay, I think if I remember correctly, I read either yesterday or earlier today that he's his position, his his number one spot. He's already been usurped by uh, what's his name, Logan, Logan Thompson. Yeah, Logan Thompson, dude. I, so, <laughs> so Logan Thompson is now the number one goalie for the I'm playing, This is great, dude. Larry Laurent Brassois, but Larry is is <laughs> is easier to say. Larry has been so bad for Vegas. Like, Larry B. You you hate to put all of the blame at the feet of the goalie, but yeah, like. Well, know, to be fair, there'd been a, a few games where Vegas struggled to get one goal. Sure, sure. I think I kind of like how I mentioned before. You've got um, you know, you you take a look at the wild card standings, right? You've got Dallas, Dallas, one point behind them with now three games in hand. Oh, you love to see it. Like I and granted Vegas is on a two game winning streak, but even if Vegas makes the playoffs, that's not gonna make all of their injured players automatically healthy. Well, not only that, you you sit there and you go, Well, they're uh Vegas is on a uh two game winning streak mm-hmm. and it's okay, the good for Vegas, but who did they beat? You know? It's like okay, they beat one of them was beat, Florida. Yeah, they beat Florida. So and that was a game that actually Joe Thornton had a goal in. <laughs> That's how bad is that? How bad is your goaltending if Joe Thornton scored on you at this age? But they, <laughs> you know, they beat uh, L.A. They beat Florida, so they've beaten two teams that are, you know, uh, <clears throat> doing well. 
Let's see, and but that's in the safe confines of the fortress. Let's see what they look like tomorrow and Tuesday when they have to go back to back, Minnesota and Winnipeg. That's you know, you know, it gets a little easier for them because they have Chicago and Seattle to finish out the the end of the month, and then they get Seattle again to start April. But and we mentioned this before, three straight against Vancouver. Or not, I'm sorry, not three straight, three of four against Vancouver, followed by Calgary and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. That two-week stretch, brah. Big games. Ooh, Vegas, and- or, uh, Vancouver. If there was ever a time for you to get your shit together. <laughs> it's now. Oof. No, I think this is what I would do if I was Vegas. Like you, 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 you have to survey the field, right? I think, and the big th- they've got a mountain of injuries right now. They've got, you know, between injured reserve and in- and long-term injured reserve, they got seven guys out. Mm-hmm. But you need, I mean. <laughs> LA's like, uh, can we talk? <laughs> but so, you know, like Alec Martinez, one of their top three defensemen. Yep. Mark Stone, Riley Smith, Max Pacioretty, three of their top six forwards. Robin Leonard, their starting goalie. You need to look at this crop of guys that I just mentioned and say, okay, are you close like if you're like if it's a situation where you're not close to being healthy, like if you're gonna be like if you might be healthy in the middle of round one, let's just say, then there's nothing Vegas is gonna be able to do to stop the bleeding. And if it were me, I would just, you know, it's gonna suck for that fan base who has gotten very used to playoffs. But I would, I would move Yanmark. I would move Riley Smith. Try and stack up some picks for this year, and well, aren't they, just try again next year. Aren't they in like after this year? Aren't they pretty much like in cap hell? Dude, they're in cap hell right now. The only the only reason they could activate Jack Eichel was because they have so many guys who are hurt. Yeah, no, I get that, but aren't they going to have to like move a ton of shit next season? Yeah, dude. For so for next season, if you factor in the cap going up a million bucks, they're they're three million dollars over the cap. Oh, oh, man. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went the wrong way on that. They're one million dollars over the cap. My mistake. But their roster size is 15 players. <laughs> you know, they need to. I think you granted, need a little more than that. The guys they need to resign are not going to break the bank, at least in terms of their restricted free agents, right? But Riley Smith, they don't want to lose him. Yeah. But he's, yeah, you know, but he's going to. He's making five million bucks, and I think he's earned a raise. Jeez. And that's a like like I said, Vegas can make the playoffs. That's not going to make all their guys magically healthy. I would just sell what you can, chalk this up, and it's not their fault. They're not a bad team. They've just been brutalized by injuries. Sell what you can, you know, stack some picks, do a couple moves, and and just be back at it next year. That's what I would do if I was Vegas. Well, here's uh, Couture uh, was just quoted said on the on the reality of the trade deadline with Santa's in the Sharks dressing room. It's if we played a little bit better for longer stretches, then you would be adding pieces, not losing them. That's on us in the room. I mean, I think that's half true. <laughs> okay, what's the half that is okay? What what parts are true and what parts aren't? Well, if you know, if we played better, we might be you know we might be adding pieces. True, there have been some nights the Sharks have played poorly. The side of that that's half true is even if this this Sharks team played a perfect game every night, they're still not good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. In terms of their... Don't have enough talent. Yeah, yeah, in terms of their roster construction. Yeah, okay. But I I just thought it was... uh... 
kind of funny that he's sitting there going, you'd be adding pieces, not losing them. And right now I'm going, fuck did they lose? They signed Hurdle. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, so, did, did a trade happen that I'm unaware of? Com- so coming in, cl- clearly he impressed in the game tonight. Uh, the Coyotes are getting ready to extend uh, their goalie, Vimelka, who got the loss tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Taco Cruiser coming back. Thank you for the, do- for the donation, my brother. Considering how well EK65 is playing, would he have any trade value despite his huge contract? I mean, no. If you if you eat half the salary, yeah. I don't know that you have to eat half the salary, well, but at but least it's three a considerable. Mil. Yeah, at least three million bucks. But even then, what like, what what purpose does that serve? Yeah, exactly. It, it, uh, it's what, like we, we're stuck with them. Well, and the thing, and you mentioned it earlier when you were talking about Tomas Hurdle. Say you trade away. You were talking about Tomas Hurdle. I'm talking about Eric Carlson. You trade away this player. How many years are you going to spend trying to acquire a player exactly like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you did like you had Brent Burns and you went out and got Carlson. <laughs> yeah, what does that tell you? <laughs> and with Merkley in the pipeline, no less. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I got distracted by a uh, a night sun. We have a police chase. Um, <laughs> so, look, uh, and Arizona actually just. Arizona's getting ready to finalize a trade. So clearly being in San Jose has gotten their hockey operations staff, you know, into gear, you know, making a trade, signing an extension. (laughs) Man. Well, look, we know, I mean, we're 20 or we got what a quarter was essentially left of the, uh, the season. Uh, I think we know where everything is at. So what, what do you, what do you want to see the sharks do? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to see the Sharks do over these last 20? Like, do you want to see, like, an improved power play? Do you want to see uh, – uh, and obviously that comes with getting balsers out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but do you uh, – I mean, just what are you looking for? Because we know they're not going to the playoffs. Um, they're not? I, you know? Dude, I was listening to Curtis Brown's podcast. He said they had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but with that happening, what are you going to do? You know what? What do you want to see over these last twenty? You want to what improvements would you like to see? I mean, obviously, you'd like to see Noah Gregor like hit. I don't know ten. <laughs> we got it. We got a shout out. Oh, uh, shout Evan. out to Evan. All right, we're to, yeah, we're doing our Q and A now, people. Uh, ideally, what does your D pairings look like next season? Thanks, guys. Thank you for uh, checking us out. So uh, this, <sighs> I think you have to decide who the D is at this point because. There's so many of them, <laughs> you know, like does well, Merkley start with the CUDA again next season? No. Okay, then. So, I would say. And is Kinejov going to be healthy? God, I hope so. Right? So you have a glut. I think job one would be trying to figure out how the hell to get somebody to take Shimmick off your hands. <sighs> no kidding. I would say, and this is such so hard to do because like you look at it and you say, well, if it were me, I would just get rid of all these guys. But then you have to be like realistic too, right? Mm-hmm. I would say your top pair is probably Middleton Carlson, and then your second pair Ferraro Merkley. Wow. And, yeah. So what I do mean, you, what do you do with Burns? Trade him. Oh man. I don't care if he's a fan favorite. He's not an on-ice favorite. <laughs> oh, man. 
And then your third pair, like you said, there is a glut, right? I mean, you're stuck with Vlasic, so the easy answer is Vlasic. But then... But, I mean, I th- <clears throat> as we were pleasantly surprised by Knizhov last year, we were mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised, I say, by both Middleton and uh, Malosh. Yep. So, you but know... They're- they're good, but here's the thing. They're replaceable, right? They're replacement level players, but also on a Stanley Cup. Like Middleton is a different story. Like he's playing really well and having a positive impact. But and Kevin pointing out Kanijov will probably be with the Barracuda next season. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, just from a rehab perspective. Yeah. Um It's gonna take him a while to, to come back. But getting back to the point though, what do the D pairs look like for you? With with Malosh though, or Malosh or however you say his name, like <laughs> he's obviously played well when he's been out there this year, but on a good team, he's a seventh defenseman. Who, I mean, Malosh or Vlasic? Yes. <laughs> like, uh, I think, you know, what it, I, Middleton, Carlson, Ferraro, Merkley, and then I think your bottom pair is Vlasic and... I just hear Vlasic and I'm like, ugh. Vlasic and unrestricted free agent signing. Like, you know, okay. maybe you... You know, when you trade Brent Burns, you know, maybe and and it, it's going to be a waste of time to say who the Sharks should trade Brent Burns for. But let's for we'll keep it simple for argument's sake. Say you trade Brent Burns for Mister Middle Six Forward and Mister Bottom Pairing Defenseman and a draft pick. Let's just say maybe that's maybe you yeah maybe you bring in a third pairing defenseman. As part of the return package for Burns, maybe you sign well, a guy. But... And we and we've all the names that we've mentioned. We still haven't said uh, a player named Hatika. Hatika, I I think Hatika will start the year with the Barracuda next year, but you're gonna have a hard time keeping him down there if he progresses the way that I think and hope he will. Yeah. All right. So uh... <laughs> Thank, shout out to Fanatical Teal Bleeder for putting what I said in inspirational quote form <laughs> i think we need what you need what is that uh what are those websites where you can make your own inspirational quote we need that on the front of like some clouds or something oh absolutely <laughs> i'm gonna do that right now <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody so uh like i said 20 games left when we talk again we're gonna be catching you up on jesus christ they don't play next sunday right <laughs> no they don't okay thank you <laughs> No, What's next it? week is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, so we're back to normal. Okay, so we don't have another takeover until the 17th of April. Yeah. Thank, Which God, that that, is... thank God that Vegas game got bumped up. <laughs> well, I'm, well, you know what, dude? I'm, I'm giving that, that April 17th game, I'm, I'm giving it the horse eye right now. Look at that puck drop, three Pacific. Hey now. It's going to be, dude, we're going to be done with the freaking sun up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. So 20 games left. Uh, when we talk to you next time, it's going to be uh, covering games against the Flames, Oilers, and Ducks. Uh, look at that. The Flames, I mean, number one in their division, former coach of the Sharks behind their bench. That is going to be a good one. But remember, the Flames have yet to beat the Sharks this season for whatever mm-hmm. reason. They're they're 0-2 against San Jose. Uh, then you get the Oilers. We all know what happened the last time. Uh, there was a, it was a victory for Edmonton at San Jose in the return of Evander Kane. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. whatever. What was that? It no, that wasn't at San Jose, was it? If, what what game? The first game that Edmonton uh, that with Kane on the team played San Jose. 
Yeah, I was in San Jose. It was on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's oh, because it was one of those rescheduled ones. Yeah, okay, now I'm now okay. It's coming back to me now because I remember everybody's going to gauge uh, how the booing went. So anyway, we know the uh, Sharks lost that one. If I remember, it was like three nothing. They did not look good. Uh, and then Anaheim, who have straight just driven off the fucking cliff. Holy crap. Boy, man, you nailed it, dude, when you called them a fucking outlier. Because it's just. It, dude, Troy, Troy Terry was scoring like a hat trick a game. That's just not. <laughs> That's not sustainable, okay. buddy. <laughs> no, and, and obviously it wasn't that. Oh, and Zegris putting on a, but, you know, from the top rope every night. Yeah. <sighs> So where where are things at with uh w- with your Canucks? Are they still up? Oh, still down one nothing. Well, what are you gonna yeah. do? Let's but see. But you know what? It's the end of the first period. There's plenty of time plenty to get back in. Plenty so, of time. So Jerks Canucks, they're at sixty seven points right now, fifth in the Pacific, but seven points out. Um come on, man. Get it together. Like make it harder for Vegas. Uh my Kings, we already talked about, second in the division. But eight points away from Calgary, and like we, you know, they're they're put together with band aids and duct tape. They're it's going to be screwed for them. And of course, Edmonton coming up fast, dude. Two points behind with two games in hand, and Edmonton is streaking right at the right time for them. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Oh man, I'm just saying. There's a uh... Lausanne got a second round pick. No, he did not. Are you serious? That's what we're seeing in the chat right now. Can, oh, can, baby, can, can Middleton, you pack your suitcase. Yeah, Pierre LeBron, second rounder in 2020. Oh, dude, Middleton, pack dude, it up, take buddy. Take Middleton to J.C. Penny and get him the <laughs> biggest suitcase you can find. Shout out to J.C. Penny, by the way. Dude, Barry is a flea market. You can get, score a hell of a deal. Okay, so Middleton is a better player than Jeremy Lozon, and Lozon goes for it. Lozon, <sighs> hold on, Lozon, worst player than Middleton. At least this year. All right. Pending uh, restricted free agent. Oh, with... that's the thing too. Middleton, he'll he'll still be RFA, right? Uh, he needs to play twenty more, believe, like nineteen games. He needs to. Let me see. Really, Eight, eighteen or nineteen games? I want to say. He needs to play. I want to say it's like at this point, I think it's fifteen or sixteen. Okay. Um, but point being, and let's see, real quick on Jeremy Lozon. Yeah, so Lozon and Middleton are both going to be restricted free agents with arbitration rights. But Middleton is a better – Middleton this year, forget last year, forget next year. Middleton is a better player than Lozon this year. And if Lozon goes for a second – Pack then, your bags. Then maybe Doug Wilson is not as nuts as we all thought. <laughs> well, I said it at the beginning. It was just kind of like, okay, you're saying it's a big ask or whatever. But – there might be somebody who gets desperate enough that goes, yeah, you know what? We need it. This is what we need. Dude, you know uh, what's going to happen, man? Dude, Middleton is going to get traded at 11.58 tomorrow morning, <sighs> and it's going to be for, like, a second-round pick and, like, a fourth that becomes a second if the team <laughs> wins the cup. It's going to be something <laughs> totally ridiculous. Oh, dude. Who, who's going to be on at that point? Like, is, is somebody going to be live at that point? for us uh i think i think puck guy and ryan talked about doing something but i'm not sure uh, oh man uh, hey by the way uh real quick shout out to chester chivo he beat me to it uh he tagged you he tagged the pucknologist account i don't know if you have a way to jam it in there on the fly but uh no unfortunately well then you'll have to go to chester <laughs> chivo's twitter to see it the 
Inspirational <laughs> quote. Yes. Love it. Dig it. So uh, that will do it. Uh, Martin Jones has moved from a 900 to a 902. Means nothing. <laughs> Ian's still keeping his hair and it pisses me off. I was looking so forward to that. Oh, man. So you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. Remember to leave your take in the comment section of this YouTube video if you weren't able to join us live. And we will do our very best to get to those. If you have some stuff to cover, we'll get to that on our next show, which will be, uh, well, <laughs> like okay tomorrow's gonna be all like deadline shit so it'll be the the next one will be after uh calgary on tuesday uh boy um who, who do you think is uh who do you think's in the market for middleton like if you had to take like who who's in the <clears throat> market for him but who would be the most likely to at least come in on that same deal as lozon whatever his fucking name is <laughs> ask randy hon um <laughs> lozon <laughs> so who would be in the market for Middleton? I so here's the 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 teams that were initially identified as being options. Mm -hmm. Toronto they picked up Mark Giordano. Yeah. Boston they picked up Hampus Lindholm. Are Tampa, you? Let me ask you this though: Were you a little surprised that Toronto got Giordano? No, that was that was the only place he wanted to go. Oh, uh, okay. I heard a lot of talk about like a return to Calgary. but Yeah, I don't know why he would want to go there because um, they're top in the division and like you know. <laughs> But I mean, you look and and you know, um, Tampa Bay was identified as an option for Middleton. But the thing is, they 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 already have a Middleton like player. <laughs> well, and I can who, still see them being a little chapped about the Good Road deal. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. I mean, they won two cups. Yeah. No. It's like, it all worked out for everybody. But I think you know, Tampa Bay doesn't make sense just from a salary cap perspective and from a they already have a guy to play with Headman perspective. Um, mm -hmm. I think, and then the fourth team that was identified was the St. Louis blues, hmm. but St. Louis, I mean, they, if they were to acquire Jake Middleton, the same thing, there would have to be some finagling where, you know, somebody might have to go the other way. Maybe it's a situation where, you know, maybe the sharks take somebody back who can be on the team this year and next year, but I don't know. I, I still don't know how St. Louis is going to be able to make anything work. So of the four that were initially identified, I don't think any of them are on the table anymore. Of course, I could be wrong, but that's kind of my thought on the matter. As for, you know, everybody left, maybe the Washington Capitals. I mean, actually, you know what? I'm going to say the Washington Capitals right. because – you think about the type of player that John Carlson is, very similar to Eric Carlson, mm -hmm. not just because their name sounds the same. Um, but you don't think LA gets involved? LA might get involved, but I think I I, I don't think Middleton is as big is big is a big enough swing for them. Uh, okay, that makes sense. And I think you look like you look like they've got. I mean, I could picture San Jose too. But hey, remember what whiny bitches you guys were when we wanted Jones? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I mean, if you know, I could see Washington get involved. I could see, hmm, I could see Pittsburgh get involved, maybe. Oh. But, oh, oh, dude, maybe Carolina. 
Dude, Sharky is being an asshole on Twitter. <laughs> uh, he's asking reporter Chris to answer his phone because he might or might not have intel. <laughs> and yeah. who wh- who was it? Was it uh, Dan Rosen that got uh, that got uh, blown up by a troll t- or not a troll, but a you know fell for a fake account? Oh, dude, it's happened to everybody. Yeah. Oh, it happens to the best of them. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Like, it's it's kind of hard to say because. The four teams that were identified as being interested in Middleton, I personally don't see them as fits, hmm. either at the time or right here, right now. If if he is to get moved, my money, I'm I'm still saying Washington. I'm still saying Pittsburgh, and then if you want to, maybe a dark horse candidate, maybe L.A., maybe Vegas, I just, maybe Calgary. But I mean, if we've just seen the price point set. To literally what the Sharks are asking? Well, that's the thing. Lozon is a worse player, and he went for a second. And <sighs> and that's the thing. Lozon's not a bad player, just a worse player. And again, we're talking within the scope of this year because last year, next year, doesn't matter. We're talking about this year. Yeah. This year, Middleton is better than Lozon. Oh man. So, we'll see what Joe Will does. Who? <laughs> Joe Will. <laughs> so, <sighs> I don't know. I would like I I I'm a little tired of like uh, so, some people who uh, do pregame shows talking about how much they want to keep Middleton or whatever. And it's like, dude, if you can get like solid value for that, of course, you you know, like you were saying, dude, pack the bag. Good. It was good hanging with you. We, we got to go. <laughs> well, and, and something else interesting to note as well. So. Vancouver, Vancouver, wow. Seattle, my apologies. Seattle getting a second for Lausanne. That puts them at four second round picks this year. Okay. Arizona Coyotes, who have five second round picks this year, (laughs) they're getting ready to trade one of those picks from for Jack McBain, who's a who's a college prospect. They're getting ready to trade one of those seconds, which means, you know, tomorrow morning, Arizona is going to have four second round picks as well. My question for you. <laughs> dude, that second round is going to my fly question by, you, dude. My question for you <laughs> is at noon Pacific tomorrow between Arizona and Seattle. <laughs> What's the over under on picks? <laughs> who is going to Ooh. win? Who is who? Who is going to win the second round pick? competition <laughs> because i'm looking i'm looking i could see them get a second round i could see arizona get a second round pick for phil kessel but then oh. you but then you flip over to seattle hmm. i could see seattle get a second round pick for i don't know maybe not any of their guys by themselves but maybe if they throw them along with something else maybe dude i'm just i'm here for something to think about Dude, I just want to watch the second round. Just be, just to hear. See how you know with this pick, Seattle takes so and so. Dude, oh my god. Okay, Seattle Kraken just got another draft pick. <laughs> Tell me it's in the second round, please. <laughs> Seattle. So Seattle trades Mason Appleton, who they claim they claimed Mason Appleton from the Jets in the expansion draft. They traded him back to Winnipeg. Oh Jesus! For a mid-round draft pick. So. When we started the podcast, <laughs> when we started, the, <laughs> Dude, like a, like a little over an hour ago, or whatever, and there's been like eight trades. Oh my god! 
No, I'm dude. When I'm, we when we start, I'm sorry. When we started the podcast, Seattle had 30 draft picks in the next three years, and then they trade Jeremy Lozon. They get to 31. Now, as we're wrapping it up, they're trading Mason Appleton, and they're going to end the night with 32. Uh, for the at 32nd least, team. At, at least 32. Who knows? I mean, they're Who? just. They're not like evidently Seattle is. They're not playing around this year, dude. They're just gonna own the fucking next and, three drafts. I want to be there when they say, you know, uh, and with the, you know, and with the forty fourth pick, Seattle selects blah blah blah. Arizona, you're on the clock. Arizona with the forty sixth pick selects uh, Seattle. You're on the clock. It just goes well, back and forth. Well, and it's it's funny that you say that because just obviously things are gonna things are gonna change. Um, you know, as the regular season ends and as the playoffs happen and all that kind of stuff. But let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake, let's say the, um, let's say the draft was today based on the order right here, right now. Mm-hmm. So they have, they have Colorado's first round pick, which right now is 32nd overall. Yeah. Obviously whoever wins the Stanley cup is going to end up being 32nd overall, but for argument's sake. So <laughs> coyotes are picking at 32nd overall. Then you come over to the second round the Coyotes are also picking 35, 36, <laughs> 42, 43, I love it. and love 48. It. Oh, my God, dude, that's great. <laughs> dude, they have the Coyotes from pick 32 to pick 48, which is that's 16 picks. They have like five of them. <laughs> Six of them. They have six of sixteen picks in this stretch. And shout shout out to Corey as well. With with the Lausanne deal, this doesn't even factor in the Mason Appleton deal that we're still waiting on. With the Lausanne deal, twenty of the first sixty-seven draft picks are either the Kraken, the Coyotes, or the Canadians. Twenty of sixty-seven. Dude. This draft is going to be amazing, dude. People were saying that this the trade deadline is is not going to have any excitement. I think, mean, dude, Seattle is constantly making us look stupid. Like, <laughs> if 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 our run sheet was a physical piece of paper, there would be so much scratched out on it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, we're evidently. So I'm sure somebody is going to be live streaming on on our channel tomorrow uh remains so. i don't know who that w- might be uh i gotta work <laughs> i gotta Ditto. i gotta sleep i gotta work i'm gonna try to give it the horse eye but uh, i'm sure someone will be uh jumping in here wasn't there somebody said they like were t- was it ryan said he was like taking the day off tomorrow yeah i think he did oh my god and for him like the trade deadline ends at like seven in the morning or whatever <laughs> wow hey speaking of speaking of second round picks man when it when it so Winnipeg Jets they're looking to trade Andrew Cobb and uh, it sounds like a team has already offered them two second round picks so there's uh you know there I I when it we when the smoke clears yeah you know I want to see how many second round picks this year are not owned by the original team <laughs> dude who is uh, who's the Pacquiao shit guy oh uh Mike Unf- Commodore. Mike, oh man, where's that fucking guy when you need him? Probably uh, being, yeah, no, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> uh, oh, poll results. Uh, last time I looked at the poll results, uh, it was pretty much like everybody was like, it all depended on the return, which I makes sense. It's, it's fine. Well, I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> then why are you saying it? <laughs> I try to think, but nothing happens. Oh man! I mean, I I can take a hopefully I can take a quick peek if it's still uh, listed. Uh, it may in fact not be, but yep. Let me end the poll. Oh no! You know what? Should the sharks tra- uh, should the sharks have traded Hurdle? God, I need to learn how to spell. It's been a long day, people. Nineteen um, percent say yes. Forty-seven percent saying no, and thirty-five percent saying depends upon the return. So it sounds like more people wanted to keep them than get rid of them. So there we Which, go. Which to be expected. To be. Uh, so, hey, remember to uh, listen to Hockey Jerk's last words right here. <laughs> Famous last yeah, words. Yeah, dude, we, dude, we wrapped up the podcast. Like a half hour ago. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> we so just been that's... going, stop making trades for five fucking seconds. Final thoughts. I think Barabanov is not going anywhere. I think... Now, before we started the show tonight, did you think Middleton was going anywhere? Because I did not. No. And now? Here, we're going pl- to play... <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, we have to do it again. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing, and and we're gonna use, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play the semantics game here. Yeah. Oh, can I also uh, tell you that uh, JT Miller has scored, but Vancouver is still down by one. Dude, everything that guy touches is going in. Uh, no. Oh, don't don't <laughs> don't don't put it on a tee for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Barabanov, I say won't. Be traded. Mm-hmm. Jake Middleton might be traded. All right. James Reimer could be traded. Those are those are my. What would those be? Would those be ad adverbs? Would those be adverbs? I don't know. Kevin, help me out. You know that. <laughs> those are my those are my words to describe each situation. Oh, get your <laughs> adverbs here. I don't know. It's been a long time since I went to fourth grade language arts. I know. So, uh, and and our buddy Gen X trolling saying uh, he wants Everlade to the Avalanche. There you go. See, all sorts of fun things happening. So, anyway, yeah, uh, between now and noon tomorrow, so essentially for a little less the the next, uh, f- or I should say about 15 hours, 45 minutes, Oof, it's going to get fun. And remember, there's always those deals that come in that, you know, that, what is it? They get faxed in and like a couple things have to yeah, be worked out, they're, but they, they'll end up dropping at about like quarter to one or some shit. Yeah, they, uh, you know, as long as the trade is filed before noon, you know, it can still be announced after noon, as long as it's filed before noon. Oh, man. Dude. And and that always happens, you know. There's there's so, always somebody some... you better hack the Kraken's fax machine. <laughs> well, that's like, and and I'll give you a prime example. So last year, like, so the deadline is at noon, as we've talked about. Our two years ago, Barkley Good, like the first tweet came out, Barkley Goodrow to the Lightning, or no, it wasn't even Barkley Goodrow at first. It was literally at I want to say eleven fifty nine, or it might have been right at twelve. Sharks have found a way to acquire a first round pick. That was all that was out there, and it was right at twelve. So it was like, 
tell me more. I'm like, <laughs> don't leave. Like, we need to know. <laughs> oh, I feel, yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so you son of a <laughs> Yeah. It came out right at 12 and it was like, well, don't, you know, like tell us like, <laughs> you know, uh, again, yeah. The tickle your ass with a feather shit. Ugh. But, and I, and I think, so, you know, you look at the, you know, Whatever your whatever your desire is, TSN, Sportsnet, Daily Faceoff, Fourth Period, they all got a trade bait board, and you know we're we're seeing players tick off the trade bait board. You know the last three four days, there's still going to be a handful of guys who are on there that do get moved. But point being, it seems like the last couple of years, last year Anthony Mantha and Jacob Verana got flipped for each other, and two years ago Barkley Goodrow in that conversation as well. The last couple of years we've seen a player not even in the top 60 on the trade bait board that gets moved. I'm curious to know if something like that is going to happen tomorrow. Not even with the Sharks, just in general. Oh, man. All right, so tomorrow, you know, trade deadline. It's like Christmas morning for most people that are into Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have the stream up on my phone at work. I'll tell you what. Oh, man. All right. So uh Remember to subscribe to our channel, if you would, please. That helps us out. You can follow us on all the various social media if you like to. I'm sure Hockey Jerk, at Hockey underscore Jerk, is going to be buzzing tomorrow on the tweet machine. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait. You might want to uh, hit notifications for Jerk's account. I'm just saying. Like, just do it now before you go to bed. <laughs> so remember to subscribe to us on the channels and uh throw us a little uh something with the apple podcast spotify soundcloud whatever if they got like five stars or something that you could give us a little review we'd obviously appreciate that helps increase the 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 viewership of the channel you can find everything at tealtownusa.com and remember, After Dark goes live after every single Sharks game, unless it's on a fucking Sunday at 7 o'clock. Then we're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can you tell I'm a little tired of the takeovers? I yeah, be. I can tell. Feel, feel well, the fact, you, know what's, you know what's even more hilarious about the fact? So you say you're tired of the takeovers. I'm tired of the takeovers. And yet here we are. We <laughs> Roll, we started, rolling on two hours. <laughs> yeah, we started. We started twenty five minutes before our normal time, and we're still finishing at normal time. So you're right. Although, to be fair, to be fair, there was There's a lot lo to talk about. Yeah, there was. Well, but also a lot of. Uh, if we didn't see all those deals popping up on Twitter, we would have been out of here twenty minutes ago. Yeah, uh, fourth round pick in 2023 to the Kraken for Mason Appleton to Winnipeg. So, not a second, but also not surprised. All right. So, find it all on tltownusa.com. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Remember, if you weren't able to join us live, leave your comments down below. We'll hit you up on the next podcast. And that's it. Good night, everyone. We hope you had a great weekend and you have an awesome week. And that tomorrow is just, at the very least incredibly entertaining <laughs> that's what we all hope for we'll see you for episode 157 next sunday good night everybody